Welcome to Mindful Moments of Mars. Mindful Moments of Mars is an audio experience. It's, uh, it's, it's an audio experience. You listen to it, <laughs> you know, for kids. Um, that's a reference to a movie. What's it called? The Hoodsucker Proxy? The Hoodsucker Proxy? I think it is. When he d- designs a, a Frisbee, he draws a circle and he says, you know, for kids. And then he draw, designs a hula hoop. Um, and the same thing. Um, it's just a circle. That's the joke. Uh, Tim Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. It was Tim Robbins. You don't see Tim Robbins around much anymore. He used to be in and out of here every other day. And now, where's Tim Robbins when you need him? You know? Not here. We've just read the scene of mindful... No, not mindfulness of Mars. Well, it is. Yes, it is Mindful Once Mars. Do you ever think that when Edgar Rice Burroughs wrote Chessmen of Mars, the thought occurred? Because clearly he was an imaginative guy. He imagined all sorts of mad, mad nonsense. Um, I wonder if he imagined the one day when his work entered the public domain and he had no, he could, his, his tight grip that he held on, well, he probably didn't. I mean, he was trying to get this out into the world and, and get paid for it. Once it was in the public domain and the the Rice Burroughs could no longer prevent audio experiences from being created around it. Do, do, I wonder, did he imagine that Mindful Moments of Mars might exist one day? I wonder if Edgar Rice Burroughs, using his talent for speculative fiction, did he speculate on the fact mindfulness of mars we may never know um although we may know we might find out one day maybe he will uh his his letters will be uncovered and he'll have written a letter to um who would he who let's say isaac asimov i don't know if they knew each other let's say they did for the purposes of this introduction dear isaac I enjoyed your last robots book. I particularly liked the part where there was an allegory for some problem that humans are having, but it was this time it was with robots. Do you think that at some point in the future, one of my books will be in the public domain and someone will create an audio experience based on it and they will use it to, to encourage people to be more mindful. Your pal, Edgar, and in brackets, Rice Burroughs, close brackets. And then Isaac Asimov would reply. He would say, to Edgar, open brackets, Rice Burroughs, close brackets. Thanks for your kind words about my latest robots book. I'm working on a new robots book. And this time I'll be exploring some problems that exist in the real world, but this time with robots again. Listen, I'm not trying to belittle. I think. Listen, I've Foundation. Wow, what a what a. That's not in the public domain, though. I can't be reading Foundation here. I'd I'd be uh, I'd be thrown in a well by David S. Goyer. He'd be like, try, stop trying to stop people from watching my show on Apple TV Plus, and I'd be like, David S. Goyer, that was never my intention. Um. Uh, this isn't part of Isaac Asimov's letter. Let's read some of the story. So Gek and Gehan are together now. Together at last. And it, it, it's just, it's very exciting for everyone. 
So uh, Gahan has just told Gek that if he doesn't play ball, he's in for a Gahaning, is what Gahan calls a good old stabbing with his dagger. It's not true. That's not what he said, but words to that effect. Gek made no reply, but moved rapidly through the winding subterranean corridors until Gahan began to realize how truly was he in the hands of this strange monster. If the fellow should prove false, it would profit Gek nothing to slay him, since without his guidance the red man might never hope to retrace his way to the tower and freedom. Twice they met and were accosted by other Caldenes. But in both instances, Gek's simple statement that he was taking a new prisoner to Lud appeared to allay all suspicion, and then at last they came to the antechamber of the king. Here now, red man, thou must fight, if ever, whispered Gek. Enter there. And he pointed to a doorway before them. And you? asked Gahan, still fearful of treachery. My right core is powerful, replied the Caldeni. I shall accompany you and fight at your side. As well die thus as in torture later at the will of Lud. Come. I'm going to continue reading, but I'm just, I'm stoked. I'm so excited that Gahan and Gek are going to fight Lud together. This is just so exciting. I hope yours, ex- maybe it's too exciting. I'm trying to be mindful here. But you know what? Mindfulness is about being present with the current moment and how you are in that moment. And right now, I am stoked. I am 100% on board for Gahan and Gek fighting Lud. I think it's going to be the best thing that's ever happened in fiction. But, beca- okay, let's get ourselves together. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for it. Maybe I should do it tomorrow. I do have a lot of enthusiasm, though. No, let's, ro- let's, let's ride this wave. Let's go. Full tilt. 100%. This is like... Uh, no, you know what? I'm not going to try and make an analogy. I'm just going to keep on going. But Gahan had already crossed the room and beyond... And, and <laughs> I'm too excited. I'm too excited to read. <laughs> also, Gek is trying to tell Gahan what they're going to face inside. And Gahan is doing that... Um, what's the, What's that meme? Levi? No, not Levi. Something Jenkins? You know the guy who runs into the room? What's that? Is it something Jenkins? No, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. They're playing World of Warcraft, and it's... it's yeah, Listen, that's not important right now. Let's just read the story. But but the I can't do it. I'm too excited. I am too excited to read this book. This is a very special moment in 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 Chessmen of Mars and in Mindful Moments of Mars. And maybe it is. One time, uh, I, I don't know if I told this story. It's, it's a story I quite like. Um, I've probably told it before on the audio experience because I do like this story a lot. Carl Jung, a uh, famous psychoanalyst slash kook. Um, he was a kooky gentleman. Um, was very interested in, in, in antiquity and 
the ancient peoples, their cultures, their traditions, their wisdom. I think he thought that we had a lot to learn by looking at our ancestors' ways of life and applying their traditional um, rituals in our own modern lives. And he was fascinated by the Romans, but he had never been to Rome, even though he he lived in Europe, and it was only a mere train ride away. And as an adult man, he was planning a trip to Rome, and he went into the train station in Switzerland, I guess, uh, or maybe Austria. I don't know. I don't know where he was, and um, and went up to the counter and was a. It, in the process of buying a ticket to Rome and he collapsed, he passed out and he came to, uh, probably some helpful people had helped him or he just lay on the floor. I don't know what happened. Um, and he took this, the fact that he just spontaneously passed out, having had no medical reason to do so, took this as a sign from his unconscious mind that traveling to Rome would overwhelm him emotionally, that it would just be too much. The ancient world would loom over him like Gandalf in the bit where he's telling somebody not to mess with the ring um, and would cause him to just collapse mentally. Uh, so he never went to Rome, um, apparently. That's what he said in his in his his autobiography, which is a slightly bonkers book, but a good read because uh, he doesn't really talk about anything that happened to him. He mostly talks about weird dreams he had. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he, he's, he, he, he didn't go to Rome. What does this tell us about this? I'm overexcited about this chapter. I'm so excited that Gahan and Gek are going to fight Lud. I think it's amazing. I think it's brilliant. Um. Gahan is is not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need, or whatever that line is. Uh, he fell out of the sky, he landed here, and now he's got a dagger and he's going to try and stab a, a weird spider lobster thing. Um, Gek is kind of a jerk. Uh, well, I mean, he's he's a kidnapper, he's a, an imprisoner, and he forces people to sing. For him, um, but he's got a rich inner life, and he's full of emotions. And you know, he's learning. He's he's trying to do his best, or is he? Well, we don't know, but he's certainly trying to save his own hide. And together, they're going to fight Lud, who has a crazy mustache. It's brilliant. I'm so excited. Let's let's take a breath, and I'll read the rest tomorrow. <laughs>